the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. We love you, Jesus. We bless you. We count it a joy to come into your presence and worship you in spirit and in truth. I pray you speak to our hearts today. Help us to focus. We pray against distractions. We pray for insight, for wisdom. I pray, Father, that everyone here would be so tuned in and focused that they would get what they have come for and be so very blessed. Restrain the work of the enemy. Save the lost. Give hope to the hopeless. We pray for revival, spiritual renewal. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. We'll be preaching a two-part message. We will be doing a, a message on prayer. And if you turn your, uh, op- get your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 6, verses 6 through 7, you see the first portion of the text that we'll be reading. And then we'll give you the rest of the text as we get to that point. But for now, turn to the gospel according to Matthew chapter 6, verses 6 and seven. The word of God reads, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen, the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. And from this passage of scripture, we want to preach this morning the priority of being a prayer-minded Christian. The priority of being a prayer minded Christian. What the saints and the church are in dire need of today are believers who have a mind to pray. We have many believers who have a mind to play. We have have many believers who have a mind to fuss, a mind to have fun, 
and a mind to have to seek after food and fashions and entertainment. But where is the mind to pray? So many Christians have a distracted mind. Their minds are just all over the place. They're just erratic. The other Christians who have a worried mind, they worry about their children, worry about their spouse, worry about their marriage, worry about their finances, uh, worry about broken relationships, worry about tomorrow, worry about being in a dog, worry about the economy, worry about the, the politics, and on and on it goes. Have a worried mind. Where other saints have a worldly mind. Their minds are just materialistic. They're wrapped up in this world system. They are enveloped in secularism. So they have a worldly mind. Others have a, co- a covetous mind. They can never get enough. They can have this gadget and they want another gadget. They can have this car and they want another car. They can have this phone. They got iPhone 12, then iPhone 13. They get 14, 15, and maybe six will still do. There are others have a depressed mind. I've never seen so much depression. People are down. People have the blues. People are just depressed, emotionally disturbed, downcast. They look sad. They walk in gloom and doom. Then there are others who have a foolish mind. They're fools. You can't tell them nothing. They know everything. Uh, they're unteachable. Some, some are even crazy in the head. And then you have other saints who have a, an angry mind. They're just, they're, 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 they're just on the brink of explosion at any moment. They have a chip on their shoulders. Uh, they stay mad. They're perpetually mad. They, 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 they're, they're mad at people. They're mad at, on their jobs. They're mad at their families. They live in anger. Others have a small mind. The minds are just small. They, they think low. And uh, they have a small view of God and a small view of what God can do through them. Others have a sensual mind. They're engaged in pornography and sexual immorality and and all these kinds of things. And others have a deceitful mind. They're crafty. They're cunning. They're open game for Satan because they're deceived. There are many Christians who have a technological obsessed mind. You know, it's all about technology and social media. And they just live on the Internet. And they just can't do without it. It's just it goes on. You can't talk to a person next to you in the office or the dental office or in the airport and you, you stay engaging your technology. You can't even say good morning. Uh, how are you doing? Um, so wrapped up in technology. If we're going to be powerful, if saints are going to be explosive and spirit filled, it is imperative that our minds be saturated with the word of God. It is critical that we possess the mind of Christ and make it a priority to be a prayer-minded saint, saints who are praying and prayer has enveloped our lives. What is prayer? What is prayer? Prayer is talking to God with reverence and humility. It is talking to God. You need to write this down because you don't know what you're about to encounter You don't know how your day is going to end. You don't know what you're going to face. And and God is preparing you for what's to come. 
I mean, life has uncertainties. You don't know where death is in a family. You don't know where the next crisis is. Uh, you don't know where you're going. Oftentimes, uh, by end of the day, you could be going to the hospital or even to the morgue. So write down spiritual principles. Uh, what is prayer? Prayer is talking to God with reverence and humility. Prayer is communion with God. There are kinds of prayers, different kinds of prayers. You have prayers of adoration. And there are prayers of intercession. There are prayers of confession of sins. There are prayers of supplication for mercy. Actually, I can preach a message on each one of these, but time won't permit. And then there are prayers of thanksgiving for blessings received. Let me just repeat for your writing. Uh, prayers of, you have prayers of adoration. You have prayers of intercession, prayers of confession of sins, prayers of supplication for mercy, prayers of thanksgiving for blessings received. God requires that we pray and seek his face. Through prayer, God's children speak to him. Through prayer, God's children call on him. And through prayer, God's children cry out to him. What should be our posture in prayer. What should be our posture in prayer? Our posture in prayer can be kneeling. We can kneel before the Lord, our maker. We can pray standing. We can pray stretched out prostrate before our Lord and God. We can pray sitting in a chair. We can pray driving. However, keep your eyes open, please. We can pray as we serve on our jobs as we serve our families in our home, as we serve in ministry in the church, we ought to serve in a ministry of prayer. Prayer is so beneficial to believers if we seek the Lord with the right motive in a scriptural way. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Now, allow me to give you scriptural guidelines for prayer, scriptural guidelines for prayer. If you want to have, if you want to have a healthy life, a healthy family, healthy church, you need to take these principles and implement them and inculcate them into your life and your life will be the richer. It'll be so mightily blessed of God. So scripture guidelines for prayer, Matthew chapter six, verses six to seven uh, you'll see some of the guidelines there. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think they will be heard for their many words. 
Let me give you some guidelines just off of this text. We can extract some principles just off of this passage here. First thing I'd like to say about this passage is this. God expects his children to pray. He expects his children to pray. And it's right there in the text. In verse 6a, it says, but you, when you pray, it is expected of, of, of God's children to pray. But you, when you pray. And verse 7a also says, and when you pray, there it is again. Prayer is not an option. We're mandated to pray. It is so vital for living the successful Christian life. It is so vital for building and cultivating a close, intimate relationship with God. Prayer is a special privilege from the Father that grants his children direct access to him. Let me say that again. Prayer is a what kind of privilege? Special privilege from the Father that grants his children direct access to him. It's a privilege that God has given us the gift of coming to him to pray. He could have said, I don't want you coming to me. He could have said, you got to go through someone to get to me. But we have direct access. All believers have direct access to God in prayer. You don't have to go through Draper to get to God. I may be out of town somewhere. I I may be sick myself. I might need you. (laughs) So you don't have to go through a priest to pray. You don't have to go to somebody you think is spiritual, influential to pray. What I love about prayer, you can pray anytime, any place, anywhere. What's the phone number? One, one, one. One, one, one. One for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. The line is never busy. You don't have to, and you don't get a phone bill. Direct access to God. Now, if you're not sitting all the place, he will hear your prayer. Now, if you're sitting, then sin creates a barrier so that you can't get your prayers through. So you want to live holy so that God will hear your prayer. I love Hebrews 4.16. It says, let us therefore come boldly. Hey, I can come boldly. Why can we come boldly? Because we're his children, your own personal children in your family. When they're young, 5, 10, 15, they still coming even when they get grown. Uh, they come, mama, can I? Uh, daddy, they, daddy, can I? They come talking to you about things and they come and don't even think about it. Hey, dad, I want to ask you something. I want to tell you something. You know why they come to you so easily, so boldly? Because you daddy, because you're mama. How much more, our heavenly father, we can come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. As a matter of fact, you ought not just come before God when you need him. Some people use God as a spare tire. They just kind of take him out when they get in a crisis. And when the crisis is over, then they put him back wherever he was. But when you want to grow in your relationship with Christ, when you want to be a mighty man or woman of God, you don't just talk to God when you need him. You just talk to him because you love him. 
You understand what I'm saying? You love him. You're cultivating that relationship. It's, it's just a lifestyle of talking with God, conversationing with God, building a relationship with God, a closeness with God that no one can separate. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace. All the grace you want is in Jesus to help in time of need. Another thing I'd like to say about this passage is this. Our prayer life should be so private that we shut everything out to commune intimately with our Lord without interruptions and distractions. Our prayer life should be so private that we shut everything out to commune intimately with our Lord without interruptions and distractions. Now, if you want some distractions, just start praying. Or all of a sudden, you can remember everything you forgot. The phone will ring. People will knock on the door. The children will come in. The husband will want to talk. The wife hasn't been talking all day. She didn't, she'll want to talk. Everybody want, if they, they, things start breaking. Some start smoking on the stove. And, and all of a sudden, something about to burn. You got to get up and run to the kitchen. And all, then you don't get back to praying. You know, things happen. And Satan sets up these satanic distractions to keep you from praying because he knows that's a powerful spiritual weaponry against him. And, and he'll do everything within his power to keep you from praying because he knows the power of prayer and he knows that prayer works. And so his job is to keep you from praying, from praying. So, so you have to shut down distractions. Verse 6b says, go into your room, your place of prayer. And when you have shut your door, shut everything out. You're not being a meanie. You're not being mad. But you just need some exclusive time with God and pray to your father who is in the secret place. We emulate Christ when we have that quiet, solitary place where we can frequent God alone in prayer. Also, when you pray in in a secret place, you can tell the Lord your innermost secrets. Do you not know you can talk about God? You can talk to God about everything. How, it doesn't matter how bad or how good. He's the one person you can tell absolutely everything to, and he will not hold a grudge against you. Matter of fact, he takes delight when you come clean before him. Uh, you, your innermost secrets. That's why some of you are sick. You got too much stuff you haven't released. He said, well, I can't release it to people. I don't trust them. Well, you can trust God. Your innermost secrets, your thoughts, your feelings, they're sins. No one else knows, but you can talk to God about those sins and God will cleanse you of them through his shed shed blood. And uh, all your worries, your, your concerns, you can cast your cares, your burdens upon the Lord and he will not betray your confidence. He won't be like a friend today becoming an enemy tomorrow. He knows how to, to, to hold things because he loves you and, and he wants to help you. Mark 1, chapter 1, verse 35 says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. A solitary place. 
Jesus uh, left crowds, multitudes to spend time with God in prayer alone. That time you got to cut everything off. You know, fasting and prayer is a good thing. Uh, many people need to do. Many saints need to do. You ought to say, you know, now, some of y'all, I'm not going to say go 40 days without television. You'll die. I'm not going to say that. That's too strong. I got to got to start off gradually, you know, gradually. I tell you what you ought to do. Start just cutting it off for two hours. No phone, no computer, no. It, just, it's the shut off moment where you shut off everything that can make noise. Get your Bible and pray and just think and be quiet. I'm talking about two hours. Two hours, no television, no shows, no commute, no politics, no, 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 no entertainment, no, no Judge Judy, no, no, no America got talent, no, and all this other stuff I can't call. Just shut everything off, computer off everything, and say, "Speak, Lord, your servant is listening." And sometimes, even if you are not praying, just being quiet. I'm, I, I submit to you, so many people are scared of solitude. And I believe it's because you, you're scared you're going to hear God. God is not going to scream at you. He speaks in a still, small voice. He speaks in your thoughts. He'll speak from his words. He'll speak through hymns and praise songs. He'll speak. Solitary place. And there he prayed. Maybe you have to get on the back porch. Maybe it's a closet. Maybe it's in your room with everything off. Maybe it's in the back room. Maybe, maybe it's on the front porch. I don't know where it is. Maybe it's under a tree. Some folk have to sit in the car. If you got to sit in the car, sit in it. Many saints are so addicted to the things of this world until they cannot let them go to spend quality time with God the God of all creation. Do you realize coming to God is a, a privilege? He's the God of all creation. He said, let there be sun. Sun came. Mountains. Night. Day. Rivers. Let there be. And, and, and he came into existence fully mature. Spoke it into existence. The same God who created you. This God who redeemed you, this God who delivered you, wants to have a relationship with you. Will you let him? And some of you all have a relationship with everything and everyone else but God. You have have a better relationship with your cell phone than you do God. You have a better relationship with your friend than you do God. You have a better relationship with your co-worker than you do God. You pick up the phone and talk, 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 talk. What if you talk to God that much? You'd be a mighty man or woman of God. Many saints are so addicted to the things of this world until they cannot let them go to spend quality time with the God of all creation, which leaves them spiritually anemic and deficient. Beloved, we should not allow anything in this world to interfere with our prayer life and our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Even though this passage emphasizes private prayer, listen, to, listen closely. 
even though this passage we've just read emphasizes private prayer, it does not prohibit believers from praying in public. Some people use this text and say, oh, see this? You can't pray before the congregation. You can't pray before people. They're extremists. They, they take the text and, uh, and they take it to the, to the extreme. This is not saying that. There are some, there are some saints who advocate not praying at all in public. However, there is nothing wrong with praying in public. Now, I do have a problem with people who love to pray in public, but they're not praying in private. If you're praying in public, you ought to be praying in private. If you pray in private, it'll help your public praying. Okay? There are some saints who advocate not praying at all in public. However, there is nothing wrong with praying in public, and there are biblical references to validate it. You say, give me some. Okay. Ezra prayed in public. The scripture says in Ezra chapter 10, verse 1, while Ezra was praying and confessing, weeping and throwing himself down before the house of God, a large, look at that, a large crowd of Israelites, men, women, and children gathered around him. They too wept bitterly in agony of the soul as he prayed and dealing with the issue of the Jewish people intermarrying with foreign wives and so forth. He prayed publicly. In 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 22 through 23, Solomon prayed in public. The scripture says in verse 22, then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in front of the whole assembly of Israel, spread out his hands toward heaven and said, Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven above or on earth below. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way. There's Solomon there praying publicly. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.